You are listening to the holiday edition of the Human Launch Project podcast. For more information, check out thehumanlaunchproject.com. And if you've yet to do so, please hit that subscribe button. Here we go. Yo, what's going on, guys? This is Dave. Hola, amigo. Soy Antonio. <laughs> Are you the type of person that considers the holiday season as painful or a form of punishment? Yes. Are, Are you a Grinch? I am the Scrooge of the Grinches. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's face it. Most of us enjoy our space. We want nothing to do with shopping, walking around the malls if you were like my dad, uh, feeling suffocated, holding purses, overwhelmed, feeling claustrophobic, germs, getting bumped into by running, screaming children, <laughs> or sitting on Santa's lap. That's, that's creepy. I don't do that anymore. That is torturous. Uh, this episode will be tremendously helpful for you if you have ever considered the holiday season as chaotic a time of torture, uh, have felt overwhelmed, suffocated, or your levels of anxiety and stress are just through the roof or the chimney. Ho, ho, ho. We wanted to give some insight on ways of surviving holiday, what may seem to be torture. And the story behind all this and what got this started was when Jim Carrey, for those of you who do not know, you can go online and check him out on different YouTube interviews and things like this. But when he was asked to be the lead in the movie Grinch, the real-life version of it, uh, directed by Ron Howard and produced by Brian Grazer, uh, on the first day when he was doing his makeup, it took hours upon hours to glue the Grinch costume onto him, and this was a big budget movie, and he felt as though it was too, un- much. too much, glued to, the outfit was glued to him, his, uh, the, the makeup took like 8 to 12 hours just to put on this costume, not to mention the fact that he was wearing these incredibly irritable contact lenses to have those like big bright yellow grinch like eyes mm-hmm. he didn't want no part of that he didn't have any access to his hands they were covered with like if you look at the movie they're like three furry fingers really long but the whole thing was glued to him his pores weren't breathing i can't imagine what the pain was like for that sitting through eight to twelve hours of of makeup and then on top of it all putting on those contact lenses I'm sure, I, I don't know how hot it could have been, but it had to have been super hot. And then... He said that it was like being buried alive each day. That that's sounds what, like torture. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So, after the first day of him putting on this makeup, he straight up went to Ron Howard and tried to give back his money. And it was... Let's just say millions of dollars to do this role, which I don't know how Hollywood operates, but you get a paycheck straight up front. Yep. He was willing to give back the money as well as any sort of uh, percentage that has built up on that through the bank during the time that he, uh, he had that money uh, in his bank. So he was willing to give all that back plus some just to not fulfill that role. And Brian Grazer, the producer, he has interacted with so many different types of personalities and people 
that he thought and he had come across a CIA agent who had worked with, I'm not even sure what you would call them, just military personnel who, if by chance they were captured in war or something, they were going to be tortured on strategies of getting through torture. So he called upon this guy to work with Jim Carrey for a weekend. He straight he just went to Jim Carrey and was like, look, I get it. Will you give me a weekend? I got this guy. Talk to this dude for two days and see if you don't feel differently when you come back Monday for work. He so he trained CIA operatives how to endure torture. Yep. And that's the guy they brought in to work with Jim Carrey. Working with a Hollywood celebrity. And somebody, I mean, we all know Jim Carrey. He's he's a legend. Yeah. The guy is incredible. So he gets a CIA agent to come in and work, work with him. And they don't disclose what he had actually done with Jim Carrey. They just do um, anti-torture methods. And doing some research on them what we're going to do is kind of take some of these methods and put them to real-world application if you're feeling as though your anxiety is through the roof, you're feeling like the situation that you're in through the holiday season seems like some sort of torture, or maybe you do have like a physical, you know, whatever. Discomfort level. Yeah. So the CIA... Within the the information that I went across through the CIA, they teach um, meditation for a lot of these uh, torture procedures that happen. I don't want to list them all because they may they may hit a, a certain point with some people. But so one of the things is to become like a Zen monk and meditate. We've already covered a podcast on meditation, but. What would you say if you were feeling overwhelmed and anxious and feeling as though a situation was torturous, Tone? What would you, what kind of meditation would you implement? I would be tremendously focused on one thing. Such as? Such as my breathing um, or a specific part of my body, you know, like, um, I don't know, like a fingertip or something like that. Just one area and just do my absolute best to stay completely focused on that because you know where your attention goes energy flows so if i'm focused on my breathing then nothing else exists you know and i think that that would be the main purpose of adding meditation to this practice of getting over that torture so if you're in a mall you're in a congested area you really don't want to be there kids are all running around you're getting uh focus on something else meditate it's easier said than done too i mean yeah you know depending on what kind of person you are if you genuinely despise like being in those environments then yeah i mean you might have a bit of a more difficult time especially if you're not someone that meditates often as well so you know that's a practice but you can definitely do it you know and it could be something as simple as um drowning out everything to your favorite song it's true like if you know you're gonna have to go to the mall with your family to do shopping and you don't like the christmas music you don't like that stuff then you know rock some headphones and listen to your favorite jams while you do that so you can sort of immerse yourself into a different world and into a different state of mind 
Yeah, practice a uh, Zen gratitude meditation. Sit down on a bench. Think about the one little thing that you could possibly be grateful for, whatever that is, and do a small meditation. If you're having any trouble deciding or figuring out how to do a meditation, we did a, a podcast solely on that, so go check that out. Zen meditation is, uh, much of the focus of Zen meditation is focusing on the breath. So, but honestly, I mean, you can focus on whatever you want, but I think it'd be easier to focus on your breath because it's a constant, like you have to breathe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you could also change the, um, the style in which you're breathing. So you could take like, you know, really, really deep breaths or you could take shorter breaths. Um, there's also, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of box breathing, but box breathing is something they actually teach in the military. I know they teach it in the army where you, let's say, for example, you breathe in for four seconds, you hold that breath for four seconds, then you exhale for four seconds, and then you hold that exhalation for four seconds. So there's no breath in you. There's no air in your lungs for four seconds, and then you breathe in again for four seconds and so on. And you can always increase that amount of time. Four seconds is kind of a general place to start, but you can uh, you can do five seconds, seven, eight, whatever you whatever you want. What's, I've done that what's before. What's the uh, Navy SEALs training protocol? What is, it, what is that called? BUDS? Oh, yeah. I think that's training. when they do it. I'm not sure if that's the phase where they go through, go into like, you know, the, they'll roll around in the sand, they'll go into the water at the middle of the night, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all just treading water, ice cold water in mm -hmm. the wintertime, and then they go back in the sand. I know they practice box breathing. Yeah. To over and uh, get through and endure. Yeah, because it what gives is, your brain something yeah. else to focus on. You know, lots of people that have been through some crazy situations talk about that and they may not mention like meditation but it is a form of meditation meditation gets such a bad rap man it does and this is why too like i said in the previous podcast when we talked about meditation that people don't even realize that they are meditating yeah and you know what i mean like whatever you, with your steadfast focus on something you're in a form of meditation yeah so <clears throat> that stigma of same thing with like yoga like yeah. why what what is it with, you know, it, it must be the um, the visualization and the other things that come along with it. Like you need a specific pair of, uh, I don't know, clothing. And now that becomes yoga clothing. And you're like, oh, I don't like yoga clothing. So I don't like yoga. <laughs> Strange. Maybe. I don't know. We could sit here all day. We could have our own. We can start a whole other podcast about stuff like that. <laughs> uh Another strategy to get through a uh, torturous environment would be uh, in Nietzsche. And this is a, um, I guess, a Western philosophy. It really means impermanence, which means in itself that whatever it is will not, will not last or cease to exist. Uh, you could put it in any context, but just to place it directly in here, eventually... Those, those kids that are, like, banging into you, they eventually will not be there, you know? I'm not... They, they'll eventually leave the mall or that store. Uh, it's like the Persian adage, this too shall pass. It's the same concept. Like Gandalf. Yeah. Like, in all the good stuff, too, but specifically the bad stuff. Like, it'll go away. It'll be over. Don't worry. And then the third one is going to be just to accept it. Uh, I think that's probably the most difficult. Or it can be, or the most easy, depending on the way you're 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 thinking about it. So the way the CIA 
at least the information that I, I read was so water waterboarding is such a um, is that like a hot hot button or hot topic? Not necessarily as in people are super interested in it, but it's like it's a very touchy thing because not to be confused with surfboarding. No, <laughs> God, waterboarding. Uh, if you've never done any research on it, it's a, a, f- a form of interrogation or torture where you are inverted and you're pretty much just having water poured like on your face and down your throat until... While you have a towel over your head, Yeah, there's over your whole face. All kinds of different ways. Pretty much they're drowning you upside down, trying to get you to <laughs> realize that it's going to be your last couple breaths on, on this planet and you're going to cave in and give them whatever information they want. So one of the tactics of getting around a life-altering form of torture is to just accept it. So if you're going into a situation, I guess it, it kind of almost relaxes you knowing that this is what it is and just kind of go through the motions. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, accepting things is the easiest path to get past something because... When you resist something, you literally, it's like hitting a wall. And so the more that you resist it, the more uncomfortable you become. So sort of accepting, you know, it, like as the saying goes, it is what it is. You know, that's a form of acceptance. Just saying like. Mm. And another part of Anicca, <clears throat> if you would just accept it and also know that. It'll go away. It will eventually cease to exist. That was Ek- Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle talks about not resisting what is because it creates um, it creates more like physical discomfort and also dis-ease within your body, within yourself, within your mind. Um, it's pretty deep. But, you know, it's funny, too, because we're talking about this. And I was at one point such a Grinch. Like, I, I really didn't like the holiday season for many reasons was it the congestion mainly well i just think there's a lot of phoniness around it to be honest with you it's like i i it's i think the big thing like the the last few years that i've been hearing people say is that especially like retail stores and uh commercials on like radios and stuff they just get into the holiday season way too early it's It's not that for me well not to cut you off but it's not for me, it's not even about that. Like, I could care less. It's more about, I think the holidays are great, are a great time to spend with family mm-hmm. and to be, like, family-oriented. But instead, it turns into this big consumerism, um, like, thing where it's all about, you know, it becomes stressful for people. Where I, I gave up Christmas shopping many years ago. I told my family, like, I, I don't, I'm not buying you nothing. I don't want anything. I don't want to be stressed out about what someone's going to like, what they're not going to like, you know, did I spend enough? Did I spend too much? And it's just, to me, it's all crap, man. Like, I'm not a child anymore. You're not a child anymore. My family, you know, they're not children. So why am I buying them gifts? Like, it's more about spending time. And I think focusing your attention around that time period uh, to your family, spending time with family and not, you know, running around in a frantic trying to get someone the perfect gift. You know, Layla and I, when when we first started dating, we've never, we've never, since we've been together, we've been together uh, eight years, we have never exchanged Christmas gifts. Never. 
adds a whole nother level of stress. You get it? You you, en- you end up becoming unknowingly unprepared. Yeah, for us it was freedom, man. Like I never had to worry about getting my my girlfriend, wife, fiance, or whatever a gift because we don't do that. Well, I think some kids would be a little bit disappointed if they didn't get anything. Well, children's a different story. I feel like you know. I, you know that's different yeah um, and i don't really have an opinion on that because i don't have children but just generally like the whole uh you know like being out in public and people are shopping and there's you know the holiday traffic and then this and that i can see and i can relate to because in the past it was very much like an intrusion for me like it was a lot give the gift of gratitude 100 <clears throat> percent. so you know with all that said for me, I went into those stages. Um, I didn't actually utilize the meditation aspect, but I definitely utilized like the acceptance yeah. and just saying, hey, you know, it is what it is and it'll be over soon and it doesn't have to necessarily affect me the way that it once did where I would become frustrated. And, you know, for me, I don't, and I'm sure a lot of you guys out there listening can relate to this, but I also look at it like, in terms of the whole Santa Claus thing as lying to children, like we're blatantly lying to them. And then later on we tell them like, Oh yeah, by the way we lied. Like Santa's not real to me. I feel like that's kind of a, it's like a psychological game. You know what I mean? Like, and then, so, so check this out, right? You have a kid, some kid in their school tells them Santa's not real. They come home, ask you and you lie to their face and say, no, Santa is real. And then literally like two years later, you're like, hey, by the way, Santa's not real. To me, I just feel like that's that's wrong. That's stupid. You know what I mean? Like why? And again, this is my opinion. And some of you guys might might be, you know, clapping your hands saying, hell yeah. And some of you guys might think I'm a terrible person for that. But it's true. In my opinion, it's it's actually it's not an opinion. That's true. We are blatantly lying to children <laughs> and we are playing a psychological game. That is a fact. Well, there is a a huge bright side to the Grinch story. Jim Carrey ultimately took after that weekend, yeah, he took the role, and I think it took a something like a month and a half to film the Grinch. He got through it, and without that, those sur- survival techniques, we would not have that movie, which is it's a Christmas classic. classic. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's it's awesome. Uh, Jim Carrey knocked it out of the park. He was the perfect Grinch. I'm pretty sure the estate of the Seuss estate, whoever holds that, uh, pretty much said, if you guys are going to make this movie, it's got to be Jim Carrey. And If it ain't Jim Carrey, it ain't happening. Yeah. Grinch. I get on board with that. (laughs) Uh, Is it time? Yeah. So three, two, launch. Let's do it. So number three is be like a, a Zen monk or a Zen master and meditate. Focus on your breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Number two. This too shall pass. Yeah, Nietzsche. It's going to end, guys. The new year is going to come. And number one. to practice your resolution. (laughs) Number one is, it is what it is. Accept it, bro. Accept it. This is life. It's beautiful. And if you like tone and you don't want to lie about Santa... Give and or get some gifts and go out to the stores. You just give the gift of gratitude because that's yeah the most powerful one. Absolutely. 
We wish you a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy New Year. Bahumbug. Peace. Peace. Mm-hmm.